What's going on everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the JM Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. This episode's focus is on Warhammer 40k Kill Team. Is this the tiny leaders of the 40k universe? And I'm going to get into some of the pros and cons of why you may want to get into this format if you are a new or existing player of Warhammer 40k. Before we jump into the meat of this episode, I want to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor. And welcome back. Now it's time to jump into the meat of this episode where I'm going to talk to you about Kill Team. Is it the tiny leaders of the 40k format? And what are some of the pros and cons of it? So to begin, I gotta explain what Kill Team is. For those of you that are under unsure or unaware of it there, Warhammer 40k Kill Team is a skirmish style war game set in the Warhammer 40k universe. It typically means that you're playing a smaller scaled game of 40k with a smaller board, um, fewer models, and also usually less amount of time. You get to use many of the same models from the chief game and have a similar theme or mechanic throughout. Um, which kind of brings me to one of my biggest points there about Kill Team is it is its own set of rules. It's separate from Warhammer 40k and it currently relies on fewer books to play the core game even across armies. Now similar that kill team is to tiny leaders. See tiny leaders was effectively like commander's light for the Magic the Gathering community. Um, you went through and it was a fan-made game that ended up kind of dying out unfortunately. Uh, there was a lot of power creep that came to it as well and there was a lot of different cards that were more or less gatekeepers to the format. You had some leaders that were just near impossible to stop or you had to have specific answers for that and unfortunately because of the way that cards went into the format the meta got really stale and a lot of people kind of gave up on it. Not to mention a lot of local gaming stores kind of scalped other players by maybe boosting the price of some of those tiny leader staples, at least for the places that it was popular. The big difference with Kill Team is Kill Team is actually completely endorsed and kind of sponsored and created by Games Workshop, the same people that make Warhammer 40k. So you can go out and buy the official rules and you can use similar models and everything. And they also have different point changes through their annuals and you know it's 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 kind of a healthy meta there's a lot of people out there playing it right now and the nice part is is if you play this here this can be a good stepping stone to get into the larger portion whereas with tiny leaders you may have some obscure cards that you may or may not be able to use outside of a 1v1 smaller format like that now the pro and con with kill team being its own separate rules um, from Warhammer 40k is that the changes through the additions are not necessarily going to affect Warhammer 40k kill team. Um, the pro and con between it there is whenever I was a newer player I appreciated as it gave me the ability to buy one core rulebook um, that I can use from army to army, faction to faction, game to game. In contrast, Big 40k, you're going to have to go out and buy the core rules for that edition that you plan to use, a codex for the army you've decided to play, and again, specific to that edition, and then a supplement for if you're playing a faction that either wants it or needs the buffs or needs actually just to use the rules found within, again, specific to that edition. So like for example, if I wanted to go through right now and I decided to say, well, okay, let's go with 8th edition here because they haven't come out with the 9th edition stuff, but if I wanted to go out and buy... Um, a Imperial Fist Army. I would first have to get the core rules for Warhammer 40k. 
I would have to go out and buy the codex for that specific edition of Warhammer 40k, and then I would need to buy the supplement book for the Imperial Fists faction for that edition. So that's three books just to play one single army. And again, the change from 8th edition to 9th edition, they're working on rolling out these different codexes and these different supplements as well too. So that can get kind of pricey if you're deciding to play big 40k. That's why I think this could be pretty nice as far as if you're dipping your toe into it there. It's a big pro for a lot of other people. One of the cons that I can see with established players is saying, well, I've already got all the books I need to play this army. Now I've got to go out and buy a whole other book. Well, don't look at it that way. Look at it as I'm buying this other book to have a different way to play with these models that I have to my table. And I can also go through and use it for multiple different ones. So if I'm playing, you know, Imperial Guard and maybe I want to try out the Orcs, I don't have to go buy two or three different books. I can just use the one book I have here and then jump over and try out the Orcs from buying a little bit of the sets. So some other pros and some other cons of it there. The rules, they can be a bit different from Big 40K. Some phases are not as streamlined as the current edition of 40K is. Um, so in some sentences, you know, it can feel like it's impossible to actually hit things in the game um, during the shooting phase. But you got to keep in mind that this is partly due to the fact that you're playing individual models and not units. Where losing one model can account for like a fifth or a tenth of your whole team, unlike the larger game. Not to mention, if you're going to be going with the fluff perspective, you know, one individual guardsman can probably survive a firefight better if he can stay at a long range from the enemy and obscure himself behind cover when he's alone. Whereas you see a guardsman in the larger scale, he's going to be stacked up and probably going to bite it because he's being grouped up in a 10-man squad where the only cover for him is the body in front of him as rapid fire and blast weapons come his way. So I feel like the added complexity has a good reason to be in the game and honestly it's not too difficult to pick up in about a game or two. Now, the other pro and con side of things there is not every model transfers over as it's more infantry focused. So sorry to those of you that are wanting to bring Liam and Russ tanks or um, if you want to bring like tactical war suits or anything, but most troops choices here and elite choices are kind of available to the armies. There are some like the Hellblasters for the um, Astra Militarum, Militarum, the Adeptus Astartes, that isn't available to you, but because it's infantry focused, it can be a little bit nicer because you're going to have to have fewer models and maybe not as grand of a scale for you to go through for newer players. So the pro is, is that you can get in the game fairly easily and have a kitted out team with one or two box purchases. And I'm not saying like you're getting trapped into the value of a star collecting box, which you're dropping, you know, sometimes $100 on to get a combat patrol army for Warhammer 40k. You instead are getting the you know, 100 to 125 to sometimes 200 points of an army with one or two box purchases. So this helps keep the model simply low, the painting, you know, down. That way new players who might be intimidated by that side of things really helps open it up so that way they have that possibility to get in the game. Not to mention, the list building possibilities kind of adds up as well too. You know, instead of having one squad of five intercessors all equipped with bolt rifles like in 40k where they can't really mix and match them unless they're in the death watch, kill team can allow you to build one team with a sergeant with a power sword and an auto bolt rifle, then two normal bolt rifle dudes, and then a stalker bolt rifle guy, and then maybe another auto bolt rifle but this time he's got an auxiliary grenade launcher. That really helps out with the flexibility and I think it helps stand your army apart from the other ones too. Kit bashing, it's a paradise for people that are into that, just like I mentioned in my last episode. Um, 
but if you want to keep it simple, you want to run all the same guns, you know, make it easier on you, then go for it. If you want to have the diversity or bring models that you couldn't bring individually in Big 40K, well, then you have the ability to do it. So now, let's see why it is that I like Kill Team. Well, some of the reasons I like Kill Team rules-wise is there's alternating phases to keep everybody at the table engaged in a given turn. So, whereas like with Big 40K, you have, okay, everybody's going to do their one full you know, turn. They have go through every single phase. So you're going through your command phase and then your psychic phase or your command, your movement, your psychic, your shooting, your fighting phase, all the rest of that stuff there. Instead with kill team is you've still got your movement phase. You still got your psychic phase. Granted, some rules are a little bit different. You still get the shooting phase. Everybody gets a chance to actually interact during that one turn. So instead of saying, all right, one person do all your things, and that's the end of your phases and your part of the turn. Now it's mine. Instead, I get to move some guys. You get to move some guys. I get to shoot some guys. You get to shoot some guys. We get to fight some guys. Fight some guys. So that's where I like the alternating phases. Keeps everybody engaged and doesn't feel like you can walk away from the table for 30 minutes. The game sizes are smaller, so depending on who you're going to play with, you can usually get more games in. Not to mention the less models means less setup to jump into the game in the first place. Um, the smaller model count means less assembly and less painting. So I mentioned or alluded to that earlier, but you can spend more time and energy making your leader look more like a quality work of art than you might have done if you had to paint, you know, five to 10 other guys for that one unit like you do in 40K. So the intimidating factor of that helps kind of come out for new players. But if you're one of those that really likes to take your time and make your guy look stellar, this is where you can capitalize on it there. Make sure that he doesn't look like he's, you know, drowned out by a sea of other dudes that look pretty similar to them. Um, the other thing I like about it, you know, there's specialists, and it opens up a cool, like, RPG-esque kind of feature to the game, so if you and your friends decide to go that route, you can craft a fun narrative. And speaking of narrative, you still got the open play, you still got match play, and you've got narrative play as well, too. Um, and there's a lot of cool things in here, like the name creator generator that kind of helps you stem out and say, listen, this guy, you know, this is his name, this is some of his quirks and some of his personality, and can help you really play that there. And I obviously consider kind of doing like a narrative campaign sort of thing, similar to like a Dungeons & Dragons kind of thing, but for Warhammer 40k using these systems. Um, the other thing too is this game, it has it built in the rules to be able to play with two to four players. So even though I love the 1v1 or head-to-head -head side of things, I feel like having more friends at the table to the game, you know, it's just more enjoyable. Um, honestly, I mean, look at Commander with Magic the Gathering. You know, I love the modern format, I love the 1v1 style there, but usually those games are pretty straightforward and you say, okay, depending on what's happening in these phases, we know what's going to happen, but when you start adding more players to the game, Yes, there's a little bit more complexity, but it helps out with saying, listen, you know, instead of me just going after to kill you, you can go through and play some negotiation or politics and say, I won't attack you or something, or I'm going to go over here instead, or these are my plans, and then backstab him if you wanted to. Um, it kind of adds that extra threat to the table and adds the extra changes to it that makes it a little bit better than just 1v1 games all the time. Um, and then finally, I would say, you know, the less books and less models means it's cheaper to buy in for new players. So finally, this is where it kind of really stems out here and why I wanted to make this um, 
because you have less books and you have less models, it's easier for you to have this as a stepping stone to the Warhammer 40k universe or even wargaming or miniatures in general for the new player. You know, while there's several books in the vein of Kill Team, so you've got the core, you got the Elite expansions, the Commander expansions, Arena, Rogue Trader, the Annual, you can usually get by playing casually with just the core book and then owning, you know, the dice that you need to, the ruler, and some of those models as well too. Now, Myself, I'll tell you right now, I do use like the core rule book and then I use Battle Scribe and Wahapedia to kind of help me out finding my data sheets or other special rules not found in the core manual. But really, with the one book, you get some missions, you get some models and data sheets and everything that you need to play the game, you can go pretty far with it. So, if you haven't already had a chance to check it out, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there to teach you about it there. And I'm thinking about making some other episodes that tell you how to get into the game a little bit cheaper or how to go through and buy models cheaper. Myself, I'm sitting around, I've got like four or five different kill teams, you know, ready to go. Well, one of them needs to get painted up a little bit, but if I ever decided to bring somebody over and teach them how to play the game, I've got this small version of Warhammer 40k with some models that they can learn how to play this game for pretty cheap. So, anyway, if you want to hear more about Warhammer 40k and the kill team side of things, uh, go ahead and reach out to me on pretty much any social media website the real j ham i do also have the j ham special at gmail.com open up for any of our fans that want to send me direct messages that way or even on twitter check out the, the j ham special there and with that i'm going to go ahead and close out this episode thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you on the next one